Friends of Jesus. On Christmas night, the angels sang, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And there's a song about that. It's actually not one of the many songs that we're singing in our service tonight. In fact, it's a Christmas song that when I was growing up as a kid, I don't think I ever heard. But I've been hearing it a lot lately. Have you heard the song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day? Do you know that one? I'm not going to sing it for you. But here's how the first verse goes. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Have you heard that one? Maybe you can hear it playing in your mind. It's a classic Christmas carol about church bells ringing, ringing out a song of peace. Just what we want to hear at this time of year. In fact, I think that at Christmas, what we're looking for more than anything else is peace. Do you agree with that? After a year of ups and downs, after a year of disappointments and discouragement, after a year of tension and conflict in all sorts of different ways, we, we crave peace. Peace is one of those words that it's maybe hard for us to, to describe exactly what it is, but maybe we could say peace is that feeling that, that it's okay. Peace is that feeling that the conflict is over. Peace is that feeling that you can finally let your guard down. That you can just breathe a sigh of relief. And that it's okay for you to be happy. Peace. That's what the angel sang on Christmas night. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. There's nothing that we want more at Christmas time more than, more than peace. Heard the bells on Christmas Day. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. But that song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, it, it goes on. And it actually turns dark. One of the later verses of that song, it goes like this. But in despair, I, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. is isn't your, your typical Christmas carol. As the writer of that carol looked around at the world, he heard these church bells ringing, peace, peace, peace. But what he saw was hate. And so he wrote about it. He said, as the church bells are ringing, peace, 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 hate is mocking them. Hate is mocking that song. Peace. What peace? That's a joke. There is no peace on earth. Would you agree? We look around. Is that what we see? In despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. That verse of the song made me look up what the history of that song is. Do you know anything about who wrote I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day? It was written on Christmas Day, 1863, by a famous American poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Have you heard of that guy before? He's got a memorable name, right? Longfellow. And more importantly, do you know what was going on in America in 1863? It's right in the middle of the Civil War. 
In fact, just a month before he wrote that song, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's oldest son had been severely wounded in a Civil War battle. You imagine celebrating Christmas in the middle of the Civil War? You'd hear these church bells ringing, right? Peace, peace. But hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. In fact, there's even more to the story. Not only was it the middle of the Civil War, not only had his oldest son just been severely wounded in a battle, but just two years before, Longfellow's dear wife Fanny had burned to death. Her dress caught fire, and he was right there with her. They both tried to put it out, but they couldn't, and the next day she died. And Henry was so burned himself that he couldn't even go to her funeral. And so on Christmas Day, 1863, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was a 57-year-old widower who was trying to raise six kids all on his own, and the oldest of them just got severely wounded in a battle, and maybe the church bells were ringing, peace, peace, but everything in his life was crying out, there is no peace. There is no peace on earth, I said. Could you relate? It's Christmas Eve. The church bells are ringing. Actually, we don't have a church bell. But if we had a church bell, tonight the church bell would be ringing, right? Peace, peace on earth. And is that what you see? There's no peace in Ukraine or in Gaza or in Israel. And we wonder where those wars are going to spread next. Would you look around America and say, yeah, there's lots of peace or would you say, no, the hate is strong, mocks the song. Every week there's another mass shooting and the church bells are ringing. Peace, peace, peace on earth. We look around in despair. I bowed my head. There's no peace on earth, I said. And here's what makes it worse. It's one thing to look around at the world and not see any peace. What, what's even worse is when you don't have peace in your own heart. Do you tonight? It's really a hard thing, isn't it? It is really a hard thing to have peace in your heart. Peace on earth when I can't even get along with my spouse? Really? Peace on earth when my children never call me? Peace on earth when at every moment depression can just turn everything dark again? Peace on earth after I lost that loved one this past year. Peace on earth when sickness is just changing all my plans for everything. And I think you or I could have written that song too, couldn't we? In despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. You know, the Bible tells us why peace is so hard to find. Do you know why that is? It's because of sin. The Bible says that the most devastating, destructive force in our world isn't cancer, it's not the government, it, it's sin. Because of sin, nations drop bombs on each other. Because of sin, relationships break apart. Because of sin, you and I are, are proud and selfish instead of being compassionate and merciful. Because of sin, we feel guilt 
and regret in our hearts. Because of sin, it separates us from God. Because of sin, we, we deserve God's punishment. And deep down, we, we know it inside. And The church bells are ringing, peace, peace, peace. But sin and death and the devil and hell, they say to you and me, peace, what peace? You don't deserve peace. There is no peace for you. And yet on Christmas night, the angels sang that song. How'd it go? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. What were they talking about? Well, we should let them explain. Before they sang that song, the angel of the Lord declared to the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy among all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Did you catch where the peace on Christmas was supposed to come from? When the angels showed up, they didn't declare to the shepherds, all the wars are over. It's not what they said. They didn't declare to the shepherds, here's a bunch of money. It's not what they said either. They said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. If you want peace at Christmas, it comes from Jesus. And Jesus brings us peace in an, an upside-down way. He made himself small, like we talked about with the kids. He made himself nothing. He even allowed himself to be beaten and crucified on the cross. But that's how he brought us the peace, by, by taking away our sins, by reuniting us with God. There's a verse in the Bible that says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. This is the peace that Jesus brings. It's not the, that there's no wars anymore. It's, it's that you have peace with God. It's not that all of your relationships are going to be perfect. It's, it's the peace of knowing that your sins are forgiven, that you are loved, that you are a child of God. And every one of those things is true for you. Through Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are loved. You're an heir of eternal life in heaven. Just think about what that message did for those shepherds. When the angel first appeared to the shepherds, how did they react? Terrified. Why were they terrified? Because they were sinful. And angels are perfect. Makes me think about how last year we, we had a little mouse that lived in our house. And I would see the little mouse every once in a while, but only for, for just a split second, because the moment I would see the mouse and turn on the light, what would the mouse do? Run away and hide. That's what we sinful people do in the face of God, in the face of perfection. The angels showed up and the shepherds were terrified and I bet I know what they were thinking. They were thinking, they know. They know it all. What is God going to do to us? But what did the angels say? Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. God wasn't coming to punish them. God was coming to save them. And so the shepherds, with joy, they went off and they worshipped that little baby Jesus. It's Jesus who came to take away our fears. 
We have fears of so many things, don't we? Maybe it's a fear of what we deserve because of our sins. Well, the Bible says the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. First John 1 verse 7. Maybe, maybe it's a fear of the future. God promises, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a fear of dying. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. John eleven twenty five. Maybe it's a fear of, of being all alone. Jesus says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, verse 20. This is the peace that comes at Christmas. It's the peace that Jesus brings I'll share with you two examples of what that peace might look like in someone's life. Long ago, there was a Christian whose name was Chrysostom. You ever heard of St. Chrysostom? He lived in the 300s. This Christian, this, this pastor, he, he was arrested and he was brought before the queen because he was telling people about Jesus. And so the queen threatened to banish him unless he stopped preaching about Jesus. And he said... You can't banish me because the whole world is my father's house. The queen got madder. She said, well, then I'm going to kill you. He said, no, you can't. Anyone who believes in Jesus lives forever. So she said, well, I'm going to take away all of your treasure. He said, no, you can't. My treasure is in heaven and my heart is there too. So she said, I'm going to drive away everyone who, who you love, and so you're going to be all alone, all by yourself. And he, and he said, no, you can't, because my dearest friend is Jesus, and there is nothing you can do to separate me from him. You do what you want, O queen, but there is nothing you can do to harm me. You know what that man had? Even as he was arrested on trial for being a Christian, he had peace, peace from Jesus. Here's another example. In, in 1914, World War I was raging in Europe. You'd think that the Western Front of World War I would be the last place you would ever find peace. But have you heard what happened on Christmas Eve 1914? Suddenly, the soldiers stopped fighting. No one can really explain why it happened. But on Christmas Eve, 1914, the, the fighting stopped. The, the soldiers started to sing Christmas carols back and forth with each other, some in English, some in German. And after a while, the brave one got out and they even played soccer against each other in no man's land. And, and when the day was done, they went back to the trenches and the war started up the next day. And you could say, how, how could those soldiers do that? How could they smile in the middle of the war? Because they recognize that peace doesn't come from your outward situation. Peace comes from Jesus. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow realized that too. We still haven't finished his song. Even though it was the middle of the Civil War, even though his son had just gotten seriously wounded, even though he had lost his dear wife just a couple years before, the, the last verse of his song goes like this. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. 
God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. He knew where to find peace and joy, even in the middle of all of that sadness. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. His peace didn't depend on everyone in his family being healthy or happy. It depended on God being with him. And he knew that that was true. It depended on Jesus winning the greatest battle. And he knew that that was already done. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Friends, the the bells are ringing. Can you hear them? The bells are ringing. There might still be wars around the world. Actually, Jesus tells us there always will be wars around the world, but the bells are ringing. Peace. Peace. Because you have peace with God. Maybe there's people in your life who are still going to reject you, but the bells are ringing. Peace. Peace because God loves you. No one can ever change that. Maybe sickness is upending all of your plans. The bells are ringing. Peace. Peace because Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. He never changes. Maybe you're worried about the future, about your children, about money, about our country. But the bells are ringing. Peace. Peace. You can trust in the one who died for you. Then peal the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, good will to men. That peace is for you. Those bells are ringing for you. The angel said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And do you know what one little word the angel made sure to emphasize on Christmas night? It was the word, you. Child is born to you. A Savior has come to you. When all of life seems all wrong, the bells are ringing. A Savior has been born to you. When your heart is filled with doubt and fear, the bells are ringing. A Savior has been born to you. When you feel all alone, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Even when you face death, the bells are ringing. A Savior has been born to you. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. Amen. Say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, on the night of your birth, The angels sang a song of peace. We have to confess, Lord, that just like this man so long ago, when we look around, we don't see peace. We see hatred. That hatred seems to mock your song. We seem to see every reason not to believe your promise of peace. And yet the angels keep singing and the bells keep ringing because nothing can keep your peace from coming into your people's hearts. You want peace with God through your death on the cross. You give us peace with your promise that you are Emmanuel, God with us. You give us peace by promising that our future is in your hands and even one day when we die, we're going to live forever with you in heaven. Dear Lord Jesus, give us peace 
the peace that can only come from you. In your name we pray. Amen.